All right, thanks, Scott Shannon. Five days to go until these all-important midterm elections. And let me tell you, these are razor-thin margins we are looking at. And I want to start with this right now and get this out of the way because this is very, very important. I'm, I'm listening to people on TV. I'm reading every poll. Uh, every indication is that there's a possibility that we can have a wave election. We can even have a tsunami at the end of the day. I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. But I don't like people that are overly confident. I don't like people making these bold predictions uh, because you can end up disappointing people if you raise the bar, the expectation bar too high. And when you look at the races that we are following most closely, all of them, every one of them, are within the margin of error. I don't care if it's Herschel down in Georgia. I don't care if it's Bolduc. By the way, we have a, a new poll that came out. His lead over Maggie Hassan has gone up, but it's still 47 to 45.7, uh, by the way. Uh, so it's still a very close race. It's neck and neck. By the way, Governor Sununu and General Bolduc will be uh, with us today. Uh, I don't care if you look at Pennsylvania. I know one poll today has Oz up by three. Another poll has him up by one. And it's a very, very close race. Uh, for some reason, I'm not sure why Doug Mastriano is not resonating with the people of Pennsylvania. But, uh, you know, that's not helping Dr. Oz out. When you have a state like, for example, New Hampshire, where Governor Sununu is up by 18, according to one poll, or Mike DeWine is up by 21 in Ohio, and Harry Lake is up by 11, that helps the down-ticket ballots that are there because a lot of people vote straight ballot ticketing. You know, so if you have one rock star, superstar on the ballot, it makes it easier for everybody. But if you have one person running for high office that is not doing well, it, it can be a drag on the rest of the ticket. Uh, although I will say this in Pennsylvania's defense, they are notorious for uh, ticket splitting, which is something Zelina, uh, Selena DeZito has pointed out to me many times. But all of these races I'm looking at here, you know, they're all close races. Ron Johnson, one poll today, only, only had him up by two. In Wisconsin, you know, J.D. Vance, four or five. He's doing a little bit better. Laxalt in a tight race out in, in the state of Nevada. You got Blake Masters in a tight race against Mark Kelly, the incumbent in Arizona. You got Tiffany Smiley and Patty Murray dead even. You got Tudor Dixon and, and Gretchen Whitmer. You know, they're neck and neck. Lee Zeldin and Kathy Hochul. You know, you have a poll showing that it's a, a dead heat race, race even in the blue state of New York. We even see a tightening in the in the governor's race in the state of uh, of Illinois. We'll check in with the Republican candidate there. Joe O'Day now is closed within a point and a half against Michael Bennett in Colorado. So I can't tell you what's going to happen here, and and it's bothering me that I think some people are making, you know, or creating an expectation you may not be able to follow. I've always in my life believed that you underpromise and try to overdeliver. You don't overpromise and underdeliver. And I am saying to all of you, Herschel can absolutely win, but it's going to be tight. Uh, Oz can win. It's going to be a tight race. Bolda can win in New Hampshire. It's going to be a tight race. Tudor Dixon can win in the state of Michigan. It's going to be a tight race. Uh, the same thing with Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. The same thing with J.D. Vance in Ohio. Uh, the same thing out with Adam Laxalt in Nevada. The same thing in with Blake Masters 
and there's, you know, Tiffany Smiley, all of them are going to be close races. I'll even go as far as to say all of those races I just mentioned, and we'll check my math at the end of this process. Probably every one of those races, if Republicans win them, it'll be less than 100,000 votes combined that will decide every one of those races. In other words, less than 100,000 votes will decide all of the races, not just one. So that's how close it can be. You know, if you look at, for example, go back to 2016, I was talking about this on TV last night, poll showed showed Donald Trump was losing handily, shocked the world, won the election. Uh, If you look at three key swing states, it was decided by a combined 77,000 votes. That's it. And that was his margin of victory in 2016. In 2020, if you look at Joe Biden, his margin of victory was only 43,000 votes in three swing states. And that would be Georgia, that would be Arizona, and I believe Pennsylvania was the third one, or Wisconsin, one of the three, uh, one of the two. So despite all of this, you know, all of these predictions that are out there, I am telling you to expect every one of these races that we can win, that I hope we win, that the conditions are right for us to win, that it'll happen. But if you don't take the seriousness of voting uh, to to the level of urgency that is needed, um, you could wake up and say, what happened? And I don't want you to say, what happened to me? I am telling you, assume the races are close because the polls are all telling us they're close. Getting Reading one article after another, big, huge red wave, huge red wave. It's going to be a tsunami. Every, they, they can win everything. Yeah, it's true. They can. We can win all of those races. But it's going to take all of you to get out there and vote. And, you know, with a few notable exceptions, most polls in the last decade have been garbage. You know, there's a reason that we only use Robert Cahaley and, and Matt Towery and, and John McLaughlin because they're the three best. And they'll be the first to tell you that it's an imperfect science. You know, you can see a trend happening. The trend is obviously developing. Um, but anyway, your vote is going to be crucial. If you don't turn out, assume the Democratic machine will, and that'll be a disaster for the country. That'll be two more years of destructive one-party rule. Anyone with a pulse in this country knows that we are all suffering, and we're suffering because of the politics of Joe Biden and the new Green Deal radical socialists. You know, we didn't need to abandon energy independence. He inherited America energy independent, a net exporter of energy. Well, he blew that up, giving into and capitulating to the the radicals, the climate cultists that run his party. You know, the same thing with the economy. He inherited a gross domestic product of only 1.4%, very little inflation, next to zero. And now we've had, what, nine straight months in a row of not transitory, but record high inflation. And now they're trying to fix it, and that's resulting in, what, four months in a row with a 75 basis point increase in interest rates which now is impacting, as I told you it would, the housing, uh, housing in America, that the market is, is absolutely in the toilet. New home construction is stopping all over the country with a few rare exceptions. I mean, Florida is going to hang in there. Prices, home values will hang in there in Florida as well, a lot better than other places in the country. The same with Texas, the same with Tennessee, the same with the Carolinas. They're going to fare much better than, than most other states because the There's such a a large migration to those states.
Um, so if you have a state that's taken a new population, you will fare much better. But for the rest of America, new home construction will stop. Sale of pre-existing homes will stop. Uh, and, of course, home values will then begin to plummet as well as your, uh, you know, your stocks, your retirement accounts, your 401ks, your IRAs. So it is, um, you know, all of everything that they have done, there's not a single thing they can do to say that they've been successful at. Are you better off 22 months into Joe Biden's presidency than you were before he became president? Ask yourself the simple questions. Are you happy with a record 40-year high of inflation? If you are, vote for the Democrats. Are you happy with record high gas prices, which have been artificially reduced because Joe has uh, compromised our national security, depleted our strategic petroleum reserves, the lowest level in 50 years, so we can artificially reduce the price of a gallon of gasoline and uh, reduce, increase the supply, but he's compromising national security to get there, and we're going to have to replenish it one day, and it's going to cost a fortune, especially if the price of a barrel of oil goes to $120 a gallon, as some experts are now predicting. Now, the other thing that I, I almost wish Election Day was in, in February of this year, because on average, heating prices across the country are expected to go up 30%. Well, ask Governor Sununu and, and Republican Senate candidate Don Bolduck, who had a great debate last night against, against Maggie Hassan about it. But, I mean, they're, they're talking about blackouts all throughout New England because the, all of New England is powered by one grid that actually goes through Albany, New York, and they are only getting, you know, less than 20% of the needed uh, natural gas to actually power up the, the grid that, that, that is needed by every single state in New England. I mean, so, and on top of that, a minimum of a 30% increase, whether you're heating your home with natural gas or oil, you're going to be paying a lot more. That's why I wish we had the election in February. If we had it in February, by the time this kicks in, you're going to be pissed. Every American will be pissed off. You think you're mad at $5 a gallon gasoline, which will, be, which will happen again. Wait till you get your heating bills this year. They're going to be astronomical. Then you're going to have to lower your thermostat. Then you have to put on the sweater. Americans don't want to live that way, especially knowing that we have all the natural resources we could ever want or need. You know, but if you're happy with the high price of gasoline, vote for the Democrats. If you're going to be happy with higher heating bills, vote for the Democrats. If you're happy with open borders, four and a half million people being aided and abetted by Joe Biden and given preferential treatment by Joe Biden and being trafficked by Joe Biden all around the country, then vote for the Democrats. If you're happy with these idiotic uh, no bail laws and this defund, dismantle police movement, then vote for the Democrats. If you're ho happy with, you know, your kids learning CRT and uh, gender identity versus reading, writing and math, vote for the Democrats. If not, you have five days to get out there and vote and make a change. It's not going to happen if you sit on your ass and you don't get out. I'm just being that blunt with you. You know, now they're desperate. Now they're all out there. Republicans want to take away your Social Security and your Medicare, and they want to cut veterans' benefits. That is the biggest lie of all. Obama's saying it. Biden, in his idiotic speech last night, saying, did you watch the speech of Biden last night? You know, another mega, mega Republicans. I said, Joey, good job, Joey. You remembered how to say mega, mega Republicans, you know, and demonize half the country. 
You know, all he wanted to talk about was January 6th. Why don't you talk about the 574 riots that your vice president tweeted out funding a bail fund to release some of the people involved in, in some of the rioting? Oh, that's not as important. Oh, we're not going to investigate those riots because those are Democrats in all likelihood, and we don't want to alienate our base. So we'll lie to Republicans and say they're mostly peaceful. Okay, dozens of dead Americans, thousands of injured cops, and billions in property damage. Sure, that's really peaceful. You know, so he goes out there, this threat to democracy speech again. It fell flat. It means nothing. You know, but the lie continues. Seniors are getting the biggest increase in their Social Security checks in 10 years. Uh, Biden is tweeting out and bragging. Then they had, then they got corrected. The reason that you're going to see an 8.7 cost of living adjustment, COLA as it's known, uh, to Social Security payments is because Joe Biden's inflation is now causing the increase necessity, and it's still not enough to keep up with Biden inflation, which is impacting the average home by about $7,200 on average for the same things you were buying under Donald Trump's presidency. Boy, I could, I could sure use a few mean tweets at this point. Anyway, one way to save money in these very tough inflationary, recessionary times with high interest rates is through your cell phone company. You can abandon these overpriced carriers like AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, and make the switch and, and go to my company, Pure Talk, and the good thing is, is you'll get the exact same service. Cell towers are the exact same. 5G network, the exact same. You'll have the same number of coverage bars on your phone, and you keep your phone, and you keep your phone number. And the average family saves close to $1,000 a year for the exact same service. Many families are even saving much more. And by the way, it will lower your bill dramatically. And one other thing is they have unlimited talk, unlimited text, six gigs of data for just 30 bucks a month. You're not, in all likelihood, most of you won't need more than six gigs of data. Anyway, so that's real money in your pocket for the exact same service. Uh, making the switch only takes a couple of minutes. Dial now, pound 250 on your cell phone. Say the keyword save now. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pound 250, keyword save now from our friends of Pure Talk.